in a time where dissenting voices are silenced, suppressed, and deleted. This is your place to hear the raw, real truth about what's going on in this crazy world and how you can hold your power and thrive in life through it all. Here, we cut through the BS big tech censorship to bring you what you really need to hear to help you remember the infinite potential and power that you hold. From spiritual connection to natural health remedies, history and corruption, to mindset, manifestation, and so much more. This is the place to hear the truth and to be inspired. Welcome to the Uncensored Truth Podcast with me, Dr. Seth Gerlach. In this episode, we bring Versan Algera from Black Swan Capitalist back for number two to go over the banking crisis, updates, what's going on, central bank digital currencies, where are we at, the financial institutions that are adopting some of these digital assets that you may want to know about, other ways to protect yourself from this financial collapse. And of course, some good news also. I think you're going to love this one. Stay tuned. All right, we're back for a second time today with Versan Algera. Versan, thanks for coming back. It's a pleasure. Good morning. So this was our most listened to podcast and people have been flooding us with requests to get you back on. So we thought because there's so much changing all the time with the financial system, hey, let's get you back on and see what's new, see what's up. Yeah, of course. So if you haven't heard his episode, it was episode two. If you want to go back and listen to that, we talked about a lot of stuff from CBDCs, digital assets, precious metals, central banks crashing the current fiat system, all kinds of stuff. So everything's in there. And uh, so Versan is co-founder of Black Swan Capitalist with his brother Vandell. They work with a lot of people about digital assets, cryptocurrencies, financial markets, take a very cool macro look at things. So uh, we don't have a ton of time today, so we're going to jump right in and just get going. Versan, you ready to roll? I am. Yeah, do it, man. Let, let's get let's give them the macro, like what's going on right now. Well, First thing everyone, what's on everyone's mind is really this debt ceiling. And that was my initial you know, thought the other day too, when I interviewed Francis Hunt and when we interviewed Clive, I wanted to ask more about the debt ceiling. So when, when the debt ceiling is raised, what that really means is that we're going to print more money, essentially. It of course seems like a quick fix, but the consequences are long-term and they are dire. Um, we're in a, again, a situation where central banks around the world are coordinating and raising interest rates. Now, Regarding the debt ceiling, if, if whether they raise it or not, the outcome is still the same. It's the middle class who get hit the hardest and we pay for all the damages ultimately. So what I'm trying to say is that this is really a distraction from the bigger underlying things going on. For instance, in the early hours of this morning around 5 a.m., a series of unprecedented news started coming out this morning regarding the banking collapse. You'll start seeing this later on on mainstream news, but it, it, it hit us like a seismic shock again. And we thought the banking crisis kind of quieted down. You see what they do? They bring everything quiet. They put something else out there. The debt ceiling talks. Now we're looking over there and now the banking crisis is unfolding again. So 5 a.m., I started getting uh, just these notifications of news and news, but these revelations are going to send shockwaves through the financial market. And if you look this morning, we saw that somebody sold $5.8 billion worth of Apple stock this morning and everything started coming down. My point though is that the, the consequences of everything we're going through, you know, it's because of corrupt and reckless monetary policies pursued by central banks. And what this is going to result in is it's tighter liquidity crunches. So what is liquidity? It's really just like cash on hand, having money to buy assets here and there. Global liquidity is really the problem here. And I've made many videos about this, tried my best to talk and get people to understand it, but this is all 
about liquidity. If there's not enough liquidity in the financial system, and there isn't, all the central banks and the financial institutions are insolvent. They can't just keep printing money. So that's why we're seeing a consolidations of these banks, and it's about to accelerate again. And uh, you know, it leaves us the only question is like, what's the future going to look like of financial markets? But then again, it ties into everything we see unfolding in the digital asset space because these two are correlated in so many ways. So it brings us to the next point, which is the impending end of the Ripple SEC lawsuit and the growing adoption of blockchain technologies. Uh, we talked about this last time, XRP and XLM. Those have, of course, the best potential and they play a massive key role in the new monetary reset that lies ahead. Yeah, and I can't wait to unpack some of this stuff. So and I was looking at some of the things the other day and... We, are, we keep hearing, you know, bailouts, bail-ins, banks are insolvent. Like you said, there's a liquidity crisis. And I saw last year, 2022, the FDIC had $128 billion in their balance fund to, able to, to bail out banks. But there's over $9 trillion in deposits. How the heck do they cover that? And on top of that, there was a report last year said 722 banks were insolvent. And I'm assuming that's only going to get worse. Where do you see, like... Do you want to give us any little bits of what's coming out this morning in terms of this banking crisis? Yeah, of course. So what essentially happened was something called a loan to deposit ratio. Uh, abbreviation for that is LDR. This morning, we saw five major financial institutions. I will not name them, but these financial institutions, they raised their LDR to extraordinary uh, numbers. So like one of them went to 121%, one went to 150%, and that's very excessive. So what I'm trying to say is, what is the LDR? loan to deposit ratio. Basically, it's indicating that financial institutions have outstanding loans that are exceeding the total deposits. So what that means is that these smaller, bigger institutions are having to borrow even more money from bigger institutions to make sure that the sheep are able to get their credit lines. Do you see what I'm saying? Essentially, that is going to tighten liquidity even more. And what that's going to do is lead to a domino effect on banks worldwide. So what I'm trying to say is that Holy crap, man. It is very possible that these banks start to collapse in the very, very near future. And I mean all of them. Contagion like we've never believed. And uh, this is uh, originally comes from Jim Rickards. I'm sure everyone in finance is familiar with Jim Rickards. And Jim Rickards has this uh, book, The Road to Ruin. And in it, he specifically talks about something called an ICE-9 scenario. An ICE-9 scenario is when there's a contagion in the banking system. And what it does is it spreads... And like ice overnight, this whole thing freezes. So one day we're going to wake up in the morning and this is going to be worldwide, by the way. It would have to be worldwide because they're all interconnected in some way, these big banks and financial institutions that you're going to wake up, your money's going to be frozen. You're going to go to the bank and find out what's going on. You're going to see hundreds of people out there at the bank. Guess what? No one has access to their money. You can't spend it. You can't swipe your card. You can't sell it. You can't move money around. And this is why I've been telling people get their money out the system now and get it into physical assets. And I got even worse news about that. They're actually changing the laws right now. And they're working on this in Canada, New Zealand, Australia. It hasn't happened in the States yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're working on it. And what they're doing is changing the laws very quietly while we're distracted with all this other important stuff that they are going to tax us even more money for owning physical assets. They want to tax you for owning things. Guess what that means? That means that saying from the World Economic Forum, uh, own nothing and be happy, maybe it's a reality. A lot of people think it's a conspiracy, own nothing and be happy. What does that mean? But how come we see everything being put into place to have that outcome? And it's actually accelerating and it's real. It's, right. not, it's not a conspiracy anymore. 
So in our last <laughs> podcast, we went over this and you went over this in detail about how, you know, every, everything the past you know, hundred plus years has led to this point. So I think a lot of Americans want to say, oh, it'll never happen here. Everything's safe, you know, but I think we're at this huge tipping point in history with this financial system, this fiat currency that's run its course. And you have this transition to a new monetary system. So are you saying mm -hmm. this could be the catalyst, the black swan event that flips us into that? Of course, absolutely. And this is all by design. And there are many people that believe this is a conspiracy. But I promise you, if you look and people don't look because they don't have the time, why don't they have the time? Because they're working longer hours for a currency that's losing value faster than you can earn it. People are stressed. They don't have time to research this stuff. They don't have time to, when they get home from five to nine, you know, and they have all these bills and they don't have time to research this stuff. So they're not going to know unless they start digging in. But the evidence is out there. And what this basically is saying that you see central banks right now, they're trying their best to seize the opportunity to push for the rapid implementation of central bank digital currencies. And they're going to tout it as a means of bringing convenience and efficiency. That's how they sell you this bullshit for financial transactions. You don't have to worry. Your money's in a safe place. It's digital. But there are underlying concerns about the ulterior motives behind this hasty rollout of CBDCs. Such as they can I can go into that. that. You do. You, they can control you. Yeah, let's go into that real quick. Of course. And I, we talked about this a little mm -hmm. in our last podcast too, but I'd love to hear your take again if for people that haven't listened before. So it gets worse. And this is new revelations that we, we've discovered, but, uh, and we've, we've spoken to many people on the phone about this stuff. So, you know, we're, we're getting breadcrumbs from uh, some very important sources and they're just leaving us with breadcrumbs. So we have to do the rest of the digging ourselves. And, you know, it, it's not easy. I stay up hours at night researching this stuff. So what I've discovered is that it's evident that central banks are so keen on maintaining control over this new financial narrative. Now, by introducing central bank digital currencies, they seek to tighten their grip on monetary system, monetary control, monetary transactions more closely. But this is where it gets really weird. The move raises concerns about the personal privacy and financial autonomy. But the rush for CBDCs, and I'm not kidding about this, it's an attempt to silent any dissidents and anybody who has any excerpt or other opinions over the so-called woke narrative. So they want you to go woke. And if you go woke, they are going to take care of you. If you're against it, they are going to restrict your ability to use your money. And Henry Kissinger, famous quote, once said, he who controls the food supply controls the people. Who controls the energy controls the continents who controls the money controls the world as we see they you know the people in control have used these central banks for hundreds and hundreds of years to keep people down mm -hmm. this is just like the next level of that because they have the ability with this digital system in order to do that but you've seen you know some of the people that have stood up to central banks in the past you know Gaddafi, you know iraq yes. and afghanistan and have a central bank we see what happened there so where do you see this mm -hmm. headed we're like, uh, and uh, there's this huge, okay. huge woke agenda, the CEIs and all this stuff. Like if all this goes really wonky, like where are we headed here? Okay. So we're going to turn this now into a brighter note. I don't want any of your audience to think that it's just all hell. Okay. It looks that way. 
And it certainly can be that way if you're not prepared or positioned. And that's why your listeners are going to be very informed about what's happening here. And there is opportunity. So let's turn this into something brighter, okay? On a brighter note, the end of this Ripple SEC lawsuit is imminent. And why is this so important? The technology, what Ripple is offering, it's called XRP. I'm sure your audience now knows of XRP. This digital asset is here to serve the global economy. And this digital asset, if you own it, it is building the infrastructure. And it's not just XRP. There's a few of them. So there's XRP, XLM, XDC, IOTA, Algorand, and a few others. These technologies, again, are building the infrastructure for the new payment rails for this new central bank digital currency, for this new monetary system. So it's not just going to be CBDCs. CBDCs are going to be needed because there are many people who are going to get wiped out. That's what a central bank digital currency is. It's essentially a universal basic income in a sense. Anyone investing in these technologies that are building this infrastructure for this new central bank digital currency and these other technologies, you can become instantly wealthy once this transaction takes place, this transition too. And it's going to take a crisis to trigger it. So again, being on a brighter note, that lawsuit that is against the digital asset XRP, it's actually coming to an end. It's been dragging out for two and a half years now. I've been waiting for a long time too. But once this lawsuit concludes, you're going to start to see the stage being set faster and faster for wider adoption of this digital asset called XRP and its cousin cryptocurrency XLM. So I'm going to tell you something very few people know, and this will come out light in maybe I would say months or even a year. From now, you're going to start to see this. And I told people about XRP not running on the internet. No one believed me. The news is out today. People are talking about it now. So they were calling me crazy about that. So see, and I predicted that. Well, I didn't predict it. I told people that was going to happen months before it happened. So I'm going to tell you something else. XRP and XLM, in many ways, they are integrated and they're interoperable between each other. However, they're very different, right? So I found out that you're going to have a certain amount of countries around the world using XRP, and you're going to have a certain amount of countries using XLM. One is good, one is bad. And when I say one is good, one is bad, the technologies are both beneficial. But who's really controlling the narrative of that technology, right? Who's, who's running the camp, basically? I think you're going to see like these woke and weird, Luciferian, whatever is coming out. I know it's very strange, guys. But one of these nations, these nations are going to have a divide. And there's going to be a certain amount of nations that believe in this and a certain amount of nations that believe in transparency and God, maybe, or something like that. And you're going to have two technologies be split. XRP will be for one, XLM will be for the other. And that's what I strongly believe because I've been researching this stuff and that's what I'm discovering. Again, this is all unfolding very fast, but you are going to see a new monetary system roll out in the next maybe a year. But most of this stuff has to be done by 2025. So our timing is not the best. People need to prepare and they need to also own physical assets because we still don't know how this is going to unfold, but we have an idea. When you talk about these different countries, is that referring to like the BRICS nations versus the other nations? Because yes. just today in the news this morning, uh, BRICS summit moles expansion and new currency to rival the dollar to escape sanctions. Yeah. And this I mean, is, you know, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, um, all, all these countries. There's many, many countries now. You think that's where plus, the divide yeah. is essentially? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Now, you know, the, the big question I ask myself, because when you start going down these, uh, they're not necessarily rabbit holes. This is all public information now. You know, people just need to read and many people don't read. But when you start reading this stuff, you know, for a thinker like me, a question arises. Are they both engineering this on purpose to not necessarily just instigate, but in order to get us to believe something that's not really happening, you know, but we do see this divide this big divide. And uh, it really ties into many other topics we shouldn't discuss. And that's really where this divide takes place. Like many people don't know, um, on the border of Ukraine, right next to Russian territory, a lot of funny stuff was going on that was connected to the Biden administration. And people don't want to hear about it. People don't want to talk about it, but it happened and it's out there. And a lot of news just came out this morning about the Anthony Weiner laptop. I'm not going to get into that. People can go do their own research. But this is what really ties to the break off between belief systems as well. I use core formulas personally and with my clients. I like them because of what they don't have, fillers and junk that your body does not need. Their line of supplements addresses the foundations of health, including gut health, brain and stress support, detox, and drainage. You can support your most important body systems with their core four bundle, including gut makeover, bowel complete, drainage essentials, and the Be Happy Bees. Check out shopcoreformulas.com and enter Dr. Seth 15 for 15% off your first order. Now back to the show. Many people might have seen President Putin's speech. I don't know if you've seen his speeches. Uh, they're very powerful, and some of them are even banned in the United States because they don't want you to see it. And yeah, he just warns uh, Putin. I heard him say this a few days ago. Uh, you could go find it on Twitter somewhere. And Putin was talking about how America has lost their way. They are trying to break the genders down. They are trying to erase their history. They're trying to eradicate certain amount of people that don't believe in certain ideologies that are, first of all, very disgusting, pornographic, and very disgusting. You know, So there is a, a certain amount of real differences occurring. And that's where I, I, I don't know if this is engineered on both sides to uh, reset the monetary system together, or if there's really a real divide going on. And, you know, so there are a lot of questions I really don't have answers to either, yeah. but I can get an idea maybe. Yeah. Fascinating. So, yeah. yeah. We are so living in very interesting times. Yeah. Your interview with Francis Hunt was uh, eye-opening. And I remember, and, and you guys were talking about, you know, everything being rigged, you know, and we know now elections are rigged. We see the news is rigged. Mm -hmm. Markets are rigged. He was talking about that a little bit. He was talking about, you know, mm -hmm. how Amazon and Cisco and Facebook were the ones picked as, hey, you're going to come and be prosperous. So is that mm -hmm. kind of the same thing with this, uh, this XRP and these classes of digital assets? Yes. Well, again, what we're seeing is like, um, we're, we're seeing a great wealth transfer. And what I'm trying to say is that these technologies, I want people to understand that they're targeting different niche places in the global marketplace. What that means is that they're targeting different industries. So they're not fighting against each other. They're essentially complementing each other. What that means is that you have one targeting uh, insurance, you're having one that's targeting tokenization, one that's targeting money supply chains, et cetera, everything that we need to survive energy, agriculture. So what I'm trying to say is that we're going through a global heist right now. They are going to steal all the money in the world, I would say, and move it onto a new system. And they're going to either blame this on a cyber attack. They could do this by a war scenario if they want to. Something will happen to where they can get away with it and make it look like it wasn't their fault. They might blame it on Russia. So if something like that happens, all this money 
it's actually going to be taken out of the traditional banking system. And that's what really these technologies are doing. It's bridging it so they can move the money and assets from one place to another. But who's in these other assets? You, me, a few others. We're a very small percentage of people on the planet who are at our age group, by the way. I'm 29 years old. I never thought I'd be in the position I'm in right now in my life. But we're all in this position where we can actually have an opportunity to have generational wealth. And I mean that literally. This is not going to last very long. And you can keep kicking the can down the road like people say. But one day you're going to kick it and it's going to backfire. It's not going to move. And we're very close. Yeah. It's better to be years ahead than one second too late, right? Agreed. So if you have questions yes, on that, reach said. out to Versan. You mentioned physical assets. What type of physical assets do you speak to people about or do you hold yourself? The physical assets I like to own are uh, gold and silver. That's really my, my biggest part of my portfolio. I have more physical assets than I do digital assets. So yes, I, I strongly believe owning physical assets is wealth. You could have a million dollars in your bank account, but I mean, what really is that? The dollar is a unit of debt. So you're essentially holding the money that belongs to the central banks, which belongs to somebody else because it's an issue of debt. Holding dollars in your account is a liability. I'm not saying get rid of all your cash. Don't get rid of all your money in the bank. You have to diversify. Don't put your eggs in one basket. It's better to own more physical assets because if something like what we're talking about actually unfolds, and we've seen it happen. Look what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. Billions of dollars stolen. And guess what? They had 24-hour notice, the people who had the money. They got out first and they let everyone else take the fall. And we're talking about very wealthy people in Silicon Valley. You know, It's a very big bank. It's like the worst thing that happened since 2008 so far. You don't think there are going to be consequences for that? Of course there are. So why have all your money in the banks or in, in dollars with such uncertain economic times and volatility like we've never seen before? So yeah, just go buy some gold, buy some silver, put it, hide it away. Make sure you buy it in cash. If you're buying gold or silver, always buy it in cash. And I tell you why. Because if these new laws we talked about are being put into place where they can tax you for owning things, you would want to buy it in cash so they don't know you own it. And that's how you do it. Why do you think they're trying to get rid of cash? Because they want to make sure they can see everything you buy. And if you own something and you pay with it with a card, they know you have it. If I bought $12,000 worth of gold in, in, with a card, how stupid would I be? That's pretty, that's pretty stupid in my opinion because now they know I own $12,000 in gold. And if I bought it in cash, I can easily hide it. They don't have to pay tax. They don't have to report it, the gold store. I don't have to report it because I paid in cash and I can go hide it somewhere and no one knows it exists. I think it's smart to do it so, like that. That's how I've been doing it. So. Anyways, gold and yeah. silver can be a great store value. It could potentially increase. Have you heard any rumblings about a new valuation for precious metals? I've seen numbers float around, but I think those numbers floating around are very, very generous because they're floating around 3,000 gold. You know, some even said 5,000. You know what I said? I said more than $10,000 an ounce. And hey, guess what? If the global financial system collapsed as a result of one big financial institution collapsing like JP Morgan, for instance, because they have more derivatives exposure than they have physical assets, we would see the gold price easily go to 50000 And many people will think that's insane. And I could give a crap what people believe. The truth is I know the numbers. And guess what? When we're talking about all the debt, we're talking about all the assets out there. What do you think all that money is going to do? It's going to be looking for the physical physical gold to sit under all that money, all that debt. 
It's not going to be looking for derivatives to sit under because derivatives are essentially the biggest screw up in the market. You can expose yourself to derivatives all day. And that's what JP Morgan did. That's what Goldman Sachs did. Mm-hmm. They have more derivatives exposure again to gold and silver than there is gold and silver physical on the planet. Can you believe that? So yeah, it would, it would certainly collapse and yeah. gold would si- simply shoot up. And as currency loses value, so every time right now, raise the debt ceiling, they're going to print more money. It's going to have a domino effect, inflation, higher interest rates. What do you think is going to happen to precious metals? It's going to go through the roof. So how does all this fit in like the central banks buying gold at the fastest rate they've ever bought? How does that fit 18 in with, month, with what we're talking about here? Yeah, 18 month record high. In fact, news came out the other day, I put it on Twitter. They are about to amass another $48 billion in central banks around the world, $48 billion in gold. That ties into everything because they say, they've said this publicly recently, by the way, the fact that they said this publicly recently concerns me. So whenever they make an announcement, say, oh, we're buying uh, gold for intrinsic value. Sounds like bullshit. Excuse my language. No, they're buying it because they're positioning themselves for a monetary reset. They're positioning themselves because they know there's going to be a reevaluation, a reset of the precious metals market. However, this is interesting too. If global debt is like this, how do you shrink it? If you want to keep the debt cycle going, how do you do it? You raise the gold price. The debt will shrink like this. You could start over again for another 50 years if you want to. So, or to have a yeah, trillion dollar you know, coin. Yeah. You know, maybe XRP. XRP <laughs> could be a trillion dollar coin. We'll, we'll see. So I think a yeah. lot of this comes back to the people that we always say are in charge running the show, watching what they're doing. So the IMF, the World Economic Forum, the central banks, what are they doing? Who are they partnering with? You know, so I'd love for you to your take on that. So there's a lot of other things going on, I think, behind closed doors regarding the World Economic Forum, military operations, the International Monetary Fund. I don't know what exactly is going on over there, but I'm hearing some other things Uh, as far as like the monetary system, what their involvement is. They are simply I had the documents, you know, it's just that. The IMF is working closely with Ripple at high-level discussions on financial technology. Bank of International Settlements, we see that the Fed now has some new technology coming out. They had another, I put on one of the tweets here, they're working with another company who's working with Ripple. There's just global adoption of this technology and they're not talking about it. And in the United States, they're suing it. I mean, a lot of things, again, are happening behind closed doors, but they're getting ready for this reset. That's what they're doing. They're setting the stage right now. Is there a chance that they could come out with their own system completely separate from anything that we know, any digital asset that we know of right now? Is that a possibility? Of course, it's a possibility. But uh, at this point, because of all the adoption that's already happened, remember, Ripple has been here since 2012. I got a guy on my comments yesterday. He said that, I did a short that said the price of XRP would go as high as hell because of the adoption and the value moving back and forth. And he said, oh, this would take years to happen. Not really. Because again, they've been around since 2012. And what have they been doing since 2012? Partnerships, agreements. And they've had this ambitious agenda to be the number one payment protocol on the planet. They've had that agenda since the beginning, since its inception. I find that very interesting. I don't think it would take much longer, but... I got to say, man, we're around the corner for something, you know, I I don't know what it is, but something around the corner is coming very fast. Yeah. And you talk about that black swan, the catalyst, things like that. I mean, 30 tons of ammonium nitrite went missing last week. There's been chemical spills. Uh, The war drums are keep pounding in Ukraine. 
uh, senators were stop, given man. these phones that work offline in case of, yeah. One yeah. thing I want people to watch out for is this. If you take, I think, a $20 bill, or is, no, not a $20 bill, a $10 bill, I think, and you fold it a certain way, you see the Hoover Dam being exploded. It's on the currency. I'm not joking. Just like if you fold a 20, you see the Twin Towers. That's not made up. You could go see yeah. it with your own eyes. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. I, I actually put a dollar uh, and folded it a certain way. And guess what? You see a demon's face in there. This is not by accident. This is not a coincidence. This mm -hmm. is Masonic geometry. Very unusual stuff we're tampering with. But if you take a, a $10 bill, I think, or a five, it's one or the other, and you fold it a certain way, you see the Hoover Dam as if it just got hit, an explosion. And what's interesting is that the, the nitrate that went missing... The, all the, the chemicals that went missing, those are very explosive material. And that happened right after Biden opened up the borders and let a secret military inside the United States disguised as illegal immigrants. That's what Border Patrol are saying. That's what the ICE are saying. And this, these documents and these materials are being covered up by the Biden administration. But he is secretly allowing a militia into the country disguised as immigrants. And you'll never know. And guess what? Then all of a sudden the nitrate goes missing. So I'm just saying, keep an eye out on the Hoover Dam. Something might happen there. You know, we don't know, but I'm just trying to um, predict yeah, that, the future. Yes, so. nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah, and I, I try not to stress about these things because I feel I know, like man, trust I have me. very little control. But is there anything? Is there anything that can be done by anybody to stop what's coming in terms of of this big monetary flip? Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is what I say to people all the time. There is so much information out there. And I want people to know this. I'm a very happy person. I live a very fruitful life. You know, it's just, this is happening. And that's why I pay so close attention because I care about my family. I care about my future. And I want to make sure that we are secure and in a safe environment. And that's how everyone here who's watching this should feel. It's not about becoming delusional about the world, what we're going through, because it's happening, guys. People just need to wake up and realize. So what can you do to fix this and to help out maybe? People need to raise their voices. You can't just keep retweeting things and sharing things and that people need to speak up. They need to speak up. And that's what my brother and I decided to do. We saw a financial transition happening. We like people are going to get wiped out. And we said, we have to talk about this on YouTube. And we started it. So everyone needs to really voice their opinion. They need to be more vocal. They don't need to be on their phone all day, just retweeting stuff and sharing it and thinking they're making a difference. The more people are aware of what's happening and we speak about it louder, our voices united can make a big difference. It really can. So we need to get this information out to the public. They need to start paying attention and put everything else aside because this monetary system is not going to go on much longer. And guess what? Why are people so distracted? Because of money. Well, if it's not going to go on any longer, you might as well be prepared for what's next. So I know you talked about physical assets, digital assets. You talk a lot about water, food, protection, land, things like that. Anything else we didn't cover? I think we covered everything. You know, I, I think it's just important that people start making moves quick because time is running out. And, you know, it, it could be very detrimental for many people. And the worst part about it is that you know your neighbor could become a threat to you because if people are not paying attention eh, the next person becomes a liability and that's the truth so it could get very ugly and i just want i want to make sure everyone is okay and prepared and we're doing our best here at black swan capitalist on our youtube channel where you are too you know you're you're making a, a amazing impact on the world you're helping people and it's just magical what we're trying to do here you know we're trying to save humanity we really are from ourselves yeah. too so yeah
right back at you. And I think that's being resilient and strong in your health and your mindset, just so when the wind blows, you're you're not swayed. So hopefully that's really good. Um, before we wrap up, because I know you got to go today, um, anything else from your sources that you feel like sharing, want to share, or did we cover everything we needed to cover today? I don't have any inside information I can give you, but I can tell you some very positive news that this lawsuit will be ending very soon. We're around the corner for seeing some mainstream adoption of digital assets. I can promise you that much. Do you think that when the lawsuit's over, the price of XRP changes instantly, or does this take weeks, months to 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 change? Uh, it really could take. I mean, it all depends, you know, because again, it's a liquidity crunch. So if if the liquidity crisis is so contagious and it spreads throughout the world, and we have a global liquidity crisis, then yeah, and this institutional adoption has been happening behind closed doors. So it's very possible that we might see like a Kendra Hill theory, this whole thing flips at an instant like that. And if that's the case, I mean, obviously we become instantly wealthy. If it doesn't play out that way, it can go up. People said it might come back down. I don't believe that because it burns. So if it's burning, why the hell would it come down? It should just keep going up. Awesome, Versan. Thanks again for coming on and joining us. I know everyone listening will hopefully enjoy this episode. Where can people find you and tell them just like very briefly what, what you and Vandell do? Sure. So my brother and I, were very committed to helping people make this transition. And that means explaining, you know, different insights and macro and micro perspectives on everything, geopolitical, financial. And we give people all the tools they need to be prepared for this new asset class. And we teach people how to store their crypto as well. That's extra, you know, <laughs> uh, all that other good stuff. So, you know, we, we do everything we can to really help people. And, you know, we're, we're nothing like the bigger guys out there. They're doing the same thing we're doing for like thousands of dollars. We're only charging 350 and we're being very generous about this. We should be upping our prices soon. But I mean, for, for that much to change your life, it's very, it's a reasonable amount and it's worth it. So, you know, we're here to help people. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your knowledge and you coming on today. If you guys feel called to take that step and reach out to Versan, do that. Uh, we appreciate you listening and Versan, stay safe out there and everyone hope you have an amazing Wonderful. day. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us in this week's podcast. You know, we need more brave people like you who can share this message of hope and truth to a world that's completely upside down. If this podcast resonated with you, I'd ask you to share it with a friend or even better, share it on socials and tag me. For more resources on natural health, freedom, merch, and my mission, check out drsethgerlock.com. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode that comes out and leave us a review so we can spread these uncensored truths with as many people as possible. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you.